Get the support you need, literally, from our partner Handful, the maker of Katie and Mai's favorite sports bras. Choose from seven styles of bras in an array of colors. My favorite is the Wyback in white camo. Save 15% at Handful.com with promo code HandfulAMR15. Most days, we can all use some help. Make it better help. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash AMR. Start living a better life today. Thrive Cosmetics offers luxury, high-performance cosmetics that highlight your best features and improve your skin tone over time. For each product you purchase, they donate to help a woman thrive. Go to thrivecosmetics.com slash AMR for 15% off your first order. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I'm joined by Katie Sneveis. Hello, Katie. Hello, Miss Sarah. How are you? I am good. I'm good. I'm on a, still a high from my race on Sunday. <gasps> a race, a real live race. Tell me all about it. A real live race. Yeah, this makes uh, one for each of us this month. I know. Doesn't it feel good just to be out there with the people in the fresh air? You know, in that atmosphere. I, I it really caught me off guard how much. I was excited to be out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so it was a half marathon relay and I ran the second half and my running buddy, Trisha ran the first half mm-hmm. and it was out um, in the Columbia river gorge in a uh, charming town called hood river, which is a little over an hour East of Portland. Was it like Oregon. peak leaf season or it, it's, oh, the leaves were gorgeous. It oh, was wow. on this um, maybe 15 foot wide paved trail, um, high above the river at one point, poor Trisha had to climb so much. Uh, and, uh, and I, Sorry, Trisha. That, yeah, I didn't know that I felt really guilty and turned out that Trisha had a great race. She felt really strong. She was really stoked by her performance, but she looked really peeved when we did the handoff of actually my keys, because I drove to, you drive to where the, um, a mile from where the transition area is. And I, so like for the first mile, I'm all I'm thinking is, I'm sorry, Trisha. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel really bad about that. I'll buy you a acai bowl after this. I'm sorry. Right, right. Good call. <laughs> um, and so, but I mean, in the first couple of steps, I almost started to cry. I was so excited. Yeah. It's, it, I think it's just something, obviously it's because we've been, we haven't been able to race in a long time, but you just get that. You almost get the runner's high before you even run, mm-hmm. right? You're yes. just so you get this like tingly sensation. I felt the same way too, just to be around all the people. Everyone was so happy to be there and be alive and, you know, just be mm-hmm. able to get out there and do it. So I, I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of had to be like, <laughs> just thought, pull it together, sir. Pull it together. <laughs> <laughs> do not start crying right now. Yeah, do yeah. not. So, um, and you know, I didn't want to start out too fast and Ooh, the, the uphill that started at about, um, a quarter mile in helped me, um, slow my roll. Yeah. Thank you very much. But, mm-hmm. um, there was a lot of downhill. I didn't know there was going to be that. And, you know, I just, you know, I showed up with my game face and, <laughs> um, and oh, it was so much fun. So it was an out and back. So I got to see a lot of people coming toward, you know, us. And, um, and then there was also a, um, dog category so that people could run with their 
Stop it. I am signing up now. I'm going to fly Charlie out there. <gasps> and, um, That's a dream. Oh so, and it was a half marathon. There were some dogs there that made my French bulldog, Augie, look large and long limbed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I know. I I think I told you about that one time where I saw a French, a Frenchie climb this mountain in Colorado. And I was like, surely you carried him up here. Like, no, no, he climbed. And then I came home and told you, and I was like, I guess it is possible. (laughs) There were, I did see maybe two or three people who had, who were pushing first. I thought, oh my gosh, you're running and you have your baby in a stroller. And I'm like, oh no, the stroller's empty. It's for the dog in case it conks out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So that was very fun to see all the different dogs that were running and, you know, ones that looked super happy, other ones that were kind of like, okay, what are we out here for again? (laughs) (laughs) You told me this is only going to be a two mile run. Where are the snacks? So, um, oh my gosh. And then there was one particularly scenic overlook. And suddenly I'm like, right. This is where they filmed a lot of twilight. Uh, Oh, cool. That's pretty uh, neat. Yeah. 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 So, um, you know, where they try to pretend it's Portland, even though the river is like so wide, you know, with these sloping down sides, you know, like these cliffs dropping off into it. Um, so it was just gorgeous, gorgeous, uh, you know, a bower of leaves over the trail, um, Tell me about your outfits. Cause I think those pictures were adorable on our Instagram and Facebook page. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So, uh, we both, so Trisha and I have matching Corsa capris kind of somewhere between a capri and a seven, eight tight, mm-hmm. and they are camo. They're from last season, super soft, really nice fabric. And then we wore brand new t-shirt of ours that I typically deem a lifestyle tee, but now I have discovered that yes, you can run in it. You can. Uh, and, you can. It, and gosh, the phrase. So it was one that um, uh, a six word story that a woman had submitted in an attempt to win a Nordic track treadmill and a giveaway we gave, we had last year. And the phrase, the send the story is the feet start, the heart finishes. Mm-hmm. And Love so, that. So yeah, and before I thought, oh, this is really good. You know, I mean, I was I was the one who went through all the, <laughs> the submissions <laughs> and chose the, you know, the the probably top 20 and then we voted on them. And so it definitely resonated with me, but oh, I found new resonance during the run, during the race. I was like, yes, you know, at the beginning, it definitely felt like, oh, look, I've got quick feet. This is good. And then as it got tougher and tougher to keep my foot on the gas, I was like, okay, this is about like digging deep. This is about finding conviction in my heart. This is about cardio. So suddenly I'm like, Oh, heart. Yes. That's metaphorical, but it's also very much physical. Totally. It all ties in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so I drew a lot of strength from that phrase and the shirt. Awesome. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it was really fun. I saw one of our BAM ambassadors during the race. She was, I had flown in from San Antonio Um, and you know, it rained somewhat on us and, but that didn't bother anyone at big smiles all around. So then I had some goals, various goals. I have not really done speed work during the pandemic at all. Mm -hmm. And so, and the last race I ran before the pandemic was the quarter marathon at women run at our Hilton head retreat. Yes. um, I think that race was March 1st of 2020. Another beautiful scenic 
beautiful, race. but, but, mm-hmm. but pancake flat because it was on a beach. Yes. And yep. so this one had, you know, some climbs, some downhill, you know, certainly some flats. And so anyway, and I had done, I'm, I know I broke an hour in that race. I don't remember what my time was. And so there, I definitely thought, okay, my really reach for the stars goal is to break an hour. Mm-hmm. So, well, well, so, and I ran by feel and I, I, I looked at my splits, like when it would beep on the mile, I'd see what it was, but I didn't do any math. I just like, huh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So I, I kept my foot on the gas and I crossed. So 6.55 miles. And, um, when I, after I crossed the finish line, I looked what my GPS said, 59, 59, 57, (laughs) Uh, well, as my, my motto is a W is a W. It doesn't matter how or when or why you got there, but that is awesome. You meet your, you've made your goal. I mean, that's such a great accomplishment. I was really, really, really excited. And then there was this huge tent, great after party with this amazing taco bar. And so Trisha was in there. Um, she took some pictures outside, but then we walked into the tent and I just, I was still breathing so hard, so sweaty. And I just went and stood outside in the rain. And I just like, I need to be outside where there's a lot of air, you know, where I'm not wearing a mask. Cool like, off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. But so it feels it, good to just have your body rev up like that. Right. I mean, it does. Yeah, it really does. That's so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Cause you know, in, in our daily life, yes, I, I push hard with work. You know, I am challenged by um, obstacles, my kids face and, and conflicts with them, whatever you know, I, I live in a first world. Like it, the, mm-hmm. I, I am in comfort almost all the time. So to yes. push oneself into discomfort mm-hmm. is challenging yet. Oh, so rewarding. It makes you feel so alive. I think it does. Oh, oh, it truly. And that is one of, one of the top reasons why I exercise is to feel alive. Sure. Oh, for sure. Now, do yeah. you, will this inspire you to sign up for anything else in the I mean, I realize it probably the, it's kind of the end of race season, racing season, but next spring, perhaps. Well, so, well, I mean, I have women run next, uh, February. I think that's on the 27th in, yes. uh, at Hilton head. People can sign up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I bet I'll do the quarter marathon at that again. Quarter. Okay. And then, um, and then by then I'll already be starting to train for Missoula marathon. Sure. Okay. So, yes. Um, Mm. so it does, you know, (laughs) there, there, uh, there, I don't know what a time goal would be for Missoula. It's, um, that's a long way to run, you know, um, times four of what I ran on Sunday. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just think about that in, uh, April or May. Yeah. Right. Don't worry about that yet. Right, 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 right. Yes. So anyway, well, um, I know you and I are both delighted with our guest today. Um, it's Elise Kopecki, who is co-author of Run Fast, Eat Slow Cookbooks with renowned marathoner Shalane Flanagan. So um, the dynamic duo has a new book out this month that I know is sitting right next to both of us called <laughs> Rise and Run, Recipes, Rituals, and Runs to Fuel Your Day. Elise is a mom of two young kiddos. She's a repeat guest on the pod. Elise was on in September, 2016. It's episode 227 if you wanna go back and listen. Um, alas, this time is to have joining me in my basement recording studio. Elise <laughs> is joining us from her home in Bend, Oregon via Zoom. Stay tuned. Elise will join us right after this. We love Handful Bras and the small team of women who founded and run the brand. 
All Handful products are designed by women who are guided by the stated purpose of supporting women so they can grab life by the handful. Their products are backed by the Handful High Five, which are the F-words that they swear by. No, not that F-word. The Handful High Five is fashion, function, feel, fun, and fight against breast cancer. In the last Handful ad, I bulleted numerous ways Handful helps survivors. So let's talk about Handful's amazing line of bras. There are seven styles in an array of colors and patterns. They're all made of super soft and stretchy fabrics that reduce chafe, wick moisture, and dry fast. Honestly, chafing on my bra line was the bane of my running existence. But now that I run only in Handful bras, I'm chafe-free. You may know Handful bras for their removable and stackable pads. Some people love pads, others not so much. The versatility of the pads make Handful bras a great solution for women who've lost all or part of a breast to cancer or are uneven for other reasons like weight loss, breastfeeding, whatever. The pads are stackable, so you build the solution that's right for you. And if you're like my larger busted teen daughter when she plays soccer, you just forego pads entirely. The choice is yours, however you want to grab life by the handful. Head to handful.com to check out the styles and colors of bras and order with confidence. Handful offers easy, hassle-free returns and exchanges, so your satisfaction is guaranteed. Save 15% at handful.com with promo code HANDFULAMR15. Again, go to handful.com and use promo code HANDFULAMR15 to save 15%. Our world is opening up around us, which is wonderful, yet it can be tough to step back into it. BetterHelp is here to help. You can start communicating with your own licensed professional therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp is convenient, professional, and affordable. You get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and send a message to your counselor anytime. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. That's a really important consideration for me when I first used the service and when I've continued to use it. As was knowing that BetterHelp offers a broad range of licensed professional counselors who specialize in a wide range of issues including depression, stress, anxiety, anger, grief, trauma, and sexual gender identity. For me, last year was rough, but it's only now that I feel it's truly catching up with me. So BetterHelp sessions feel even more necessary and helpful. I recently started working with a BetterHelp therapist one-on-one -on -one after appreciating the progress family therapy had made for us. With BetterHelp, I was talking to someone who was really listening within days. Start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com AMR. Join more than 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com AMR for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp. Running can make you look and feel beautiful, and Thrive Cosmetics offers luxury, high-performance cosmetics that highlight your best features and improve your skin over time. Their products are made with clean, effective, skin-loving ingredients. Thrive Cosmetics is certified as 100% vegan and cruelty-free by PETA and Leaping Bunny. Thrive Cosmetics has a bold mission that's truly bigger than beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, such as women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, and more. AMR saw this mission in action this month when we partnered with Fighting Pretty, which in turn partners with Thrive, offering support for women undergoing cancer treatment. I love the Thrive Cosmetics Brilliant Eye Brightener, a cream to powder highlighter stick that gives my eyes an instant lift and a soft wash of shimmering color. Wearing it, I feel I present a more peppy face on Zoom calls and Facebook Lives. And the Defining Gravity Eye Lifting Cream tightens and brightens the skin around my eyes, another thing that helps me put my best face forward. 
The fact that there are no parabens, sulfates, and phthalates in any of the products means you can feel good about what you're putting around the sensitive areas like your eyes. Go to thrivecosmetics.com AMR for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer for our listeners. That's Thrive, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash AMR for 15% off your first order. Thrivecosmetics.com slash AMR. Welcome back to the show, Elise. Super glad to be here. Elise, remind us how old your kiddos are now. I have a four-year-old boy and a seven-year-old girl. Aw. Nice, nice. And uh, okay, so you told us before we um, hopped on that you just came back from a 10-mile tempo run. Um, So what is your running looking like these days? So this was my last hard workout before New York City. I'm training Mm -hmm. for the New York Marathon, and I had to squeeze it in. I'm I'm solo parenting this week, so I had to do school drop-off and then squeeze in a quick workout and jet back home to hop on with you guys. Nice. Nice. Wow. And launching a new book. That doesn't sound like a busy week at all. It's, it's, <laughs> a, little, it's a little nutty for sure. My, um, my seven-year-old, she got like contact traced. So she's oh, in no. quarantine. So I'm, I'm solo with just one kid at least. So that's not so bad. He, but the, the high energy kid, my four-year-old is at home. Um, but yeah, we're just like a little nervous. Um, she had a lot of contact with COVID at her school. So she's in quarantine with my husband in a different house from us. Sure. Wow. Oh my um, goodness. But wow. We, normally sh- we wouldn't do all this. It's just like, my book is launching this week. I leave for New York next week. I have an event on Thursday in Bend. So we're just being extra cautious. Um, yep. since we have a few friends, vaccinated friends who have caught COVID recently. So we're like a little bit on edge. Um, but she's going to hopefully come back home today. So far she's tested negative. So we feel super lucky. Okay. Fingers crossed that remains. She's not allowed to go to school for two weeks. (sighs) Yeah. Yep. 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 Crazy. Love love those Oregon laws. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, you know, you alluded to it, but what does a book tour look like in these days of COVID and promoting a book with, um, a co-author who's striving for, for a big goal that we've all heard a little bit about in the press. It's definitely different this time around yesterday. Our book launched yesterday and it felt like a little anticlimactic. Normally we would be like traveling and doing like a 12 city tour and hitting the road and really not doing very many events this year. Um, because of COVID like a couple of smaller events and a couple of virtual events. Uh, but Shalane and I got to FaceTime yesterday and pop some champagne together with our, our two sons on the call. Um, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. And we've done some like a lot more, you know, podcasts and virtual stuff so that we can still reach our audience without traveling. And for me, it's okay. Like I don't really love traveling, um, but I am excited to go to New York next week. Yeah. That'll be very fun. Very fun. So I am a big time lover of breakfast. It's honestly one of the reasons I pop out of bed in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How did the idea to do a breakfast centric book come to you and Shalane? We know runners love breakfast being runners ourselves, And that breakfast is typically two. I go for two brefasts every day. So nice, I have like a, a first hobbit. breakfast and a second breakfast. Yes. And, um, first breakfast is something lighter that I can eat before my morning run. Like a superhero muffin is what I had this morning. Mm-hmm. And then a second breakfast is something hearty and uh, like a warm, hot 
delicious, savory breakfast with some kind of veggies and bowl and um, eggs is usually my go-to, but I also love, you know, typical Sunday brunch stuff, slower Sundays when you can come back from a run and have pancakes in the whole nine yards. Um, and breakfast has always been my favorite meal of the day. In fact, my kids get so excited when we do breakfast for dinner and everyone <laughs> wears their pajamas to the dinner table. Um, so that was part of the premise for the book, just knowing that that is really a meal that runners talk about when you're there, when you're out on a run, you're talking about what you're going to eat when you get home. Um, and then also the whole book idea started from like, I wanted to write an entire cookbook that was just superhero muffins. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my agent was like, no, you can't do that. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'd sell people. Love I, think the it muffins. Would too. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we have single-handedly brought back the muffin movement. Muffins were like totally out of style. Totally. Like thing of like the eighties. <laughs> Oh my gosh. You can write a song about that. Bring him back the muffin. <laughs> so, so though, you know, sure. Runners do talk about what they're going to eat when they get back from their run, but breakfast also seems to be the overlooked, you know, skipped, forgotten, ignored meal, especially for busy women. So give us a sell job on breakfast to convince gals to slow their roll and make some time for this important meal. Yeah. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day when you do take time to fill up in the morning, um, you'll just feel so much more energized and satiated the, the rest of the day. I, I have had mornings where I'm just rushing around and I don't eat my usual breakfast. And I notice I end up like snacking then the whole entire day. I'm just like mm-hmm. hungry the whole day. If I don't sit mm-hmm. down and have a really good balanced meal to start the day. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of women don't eat, like if they're running super early in the morning, they don't eat much before running. And I used to kind of be in that camp too, because I have a very sensitive digestion and I didn't think I could eat much before running. But now I notice, like if it's, if I'm going to run further than like five miles, it makes such a huge difference to at least have something small before I head out the door. I feel so much more energized on my run. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, I will admit that I have never been a big breakfast person, but, um, I've started to eat a little bit more before I go for a run early in the morning in it. And I know I should be doing this, especially because I work for a running company, but, um, it is, it does. It makes such a huge difference. Even if it's like half a banana or something, right. Just gives you a little more pep in your step. And I don't find myself crashing, you know, in the later miles. Right. For sure. If only I just listened to that advice and did it all the time, but I'm it, getting it better. It, it wakes up your body. It jump starts your metabolism. It sets your, you know, circadian rhythm. It's, it just, yeah. It's so also like gets, gets your digestion moving before you head out the door. Yes. You know, so you don't have any issues during the run. <laughs> right. No one wants those. Um, so this book, I loved, uh, thank you pouring through it. It was just, it's beautiful. It's well-written. I, all the recipes are amazing, but I think what is also really great about it is it's more expansive than your previous two cookbooks. It's, and contains more training advice, exercise demos, um, you know, and a lot of other goodies, what prompted those additions in this book? For our third book, we wanted it to be so much more than just a cookbook. We wanted it to really give people mindfulness and, um, a glimpse into our lives and an approach of like how to start your day better. Um, we think like this past year has been really hard for parents or this past year and a half. And we just hope that this book helps people, you know, sl- start their day a little bit slower um, inspires people to get out for a morning run. We wanted this book to be really inspirational and, um, have amazing recipes, but also have a lot more of our stories and, um, share 
a lot about like Shalane's training and what works for her. Mm-hmm. So from your, you, you've alluded to muffins, uh, the muffin movement. So from your first two books, you know, runners across the globe are already fans of the recipes for superhero muffins. And in your new book, like you all just threw down the superhero gauntlet. You serve up recipe for, for nine savory superhuman muffins by my count and a whopping 15 quote unquote classic ones, like holy muffins back girl. Like, um, right. I you... eat a lot of muffins while writing this book. <laughs> Not a, a tough job, but somebody has got to do it at least, you know? So, um, so how'd you come up with all those muffin variations? And, and if you and Shalane had to pick which one would be each of your favorites? Oh, it's so hard to pick a favorite. I have, I literally make a batch of muffins every single week for my mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. It's the best like grab and go breakfast in the morning. You know, now that my kids are back in school, th- our school here starts so early. The mm. bus comes at six 45 in the morning, which is Whoa. Insane, wow. Wow. Right. Yeah. For little, so, little guys, that is so early. I know. I think it's, I'm, I'm going to write a letter to the school system <laughs> you uh-huh. <should>. mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, because I'm all about slower mornings and now we're rushing our daughter out the door when it's pitch black outside. But anyway, yeah. um, she doesn't, we usually drive her cause then she, we can get gain an extra half an hour. Um, so school start starts really early here and we don't always have time. You know, I'm trying to get in my run as soon as I drop the kids off at school. So I love that the muffins, I can just eat while standing up, while packing school lunches, while talking to the kids, while like making their breakfast. Cause they're just mm-hmm. easy. It's not like you have to sit down to like eat a bowl of oatmeal, which can take forever. Um, <laughs> so that's good for that. But the muffin inspiration, I don't know, like just wanted, we wanted to have a lot of variety. Basically I say like, there's a muffin for everyone in this book. So we have grain-free options and vegan options and high protein options and savory I'm a savory person. So the savory mm-hmm. muffins like save the day. I love having something savory after my run. They're mm-hmm. really good for recovery. They're super balanced, high in protein, high in good fats, lots of veggies, um, loaded with eggs. The mm-hmm. first time we shared the recipe with our editor and agent, they were like, is this a misprint? There's 12 eggs in one <laughs> batch of, <laughs> no, 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 there's it's 12 eggs. That's and right I'm on. Gonna eat- I'm going to eat two of these muffins for recovery. So, um, I went through definitely a lot of eggs in recipe testing, but, um, they're just, yeah, each muffin has a story behind it. So you know, we have like the race day superhero muffin that where I combined all the foods that runners typically eat, eat on race day, like, you know, oats and peanut butter and banana and, um, sweet potatoes. And then we have the dark chocolate banana superhero muffins that were inspired by, coach Jerry. Cause he like wanted a, a something that like really kind of tasted decadent. And that, that muffin definitely tastes like chocolate cake. Mm-hmm. It's the, f- the favorite muffin of my kids, the dark mm-hmm. chocolate banana. Uh-huh. And then the yam spice muffin is the one is my go-to before long runs because it has fresh ginger in there, which is really good for digestion and inflammation. Mm-hmm. And I find like yams and oats are like the easiest carb for me to digest. So that one is, is, my personal, um, go-to before long runs. I love it. We have, I, I, we have three kids and they are obsessed with muffins. And so every time I make a batch, they're gone in like, you know, a day cause they eat them for breakfast and snacks and dessert are all of the, have you found that a lot of the muffins, you can just throw them in the freezer if you make big batches of them and uh-huh. do they stay pretty well? Yeah, they freeze really well. So okay. I'll always make a double batch and I'll Smart. put half of them 
in the fridge. I like to warm them up a little bit, like 20 seconds in the microwave Mm -hmm. when I pull them out of the fridge, but then I'll also put like a second batch into the freezer and just have those. That's like my secret stash. Yes. <laughs> my husband never goes into the freezer. Don't tell anyone where it is. That's a good idea. I'm I know he was on another, he listened to another podcast where I said like my husband never finds the freezer. So that's my secret stash. <laughs> <laughs> now he knows. He knows. Yeah. We might have to find a, a, a freezer outside or something to put it all in or in a box that he don't, won't notice that, it, that they're in there. Um, so I, you touched on this, but you offer up a lot of the recipes with a variety of, uh, you know, different flours like spelt and almond flour and oat flour. And, you know, those are becoming more mainstream, but there's still a lot of people who have never baked with those before and who haven't really ventured far beyond white flour. Right. What advice can you share for someone who's trying to dip their toes into the non-conventional flours and, and baking with them? Yeah. So we use a, a, a variety of different flours. And then we also have grain-free versions of the muffins, like the pineapple coconut are completely have zero grains in them at all. Mm-hmm. And we give a lot of substitutions, like instead of almond flour, you could use like freshly ground pumpkin seed flour. Um, but my advice, like it's hard to please every, the, the problem with like writing a cookbook that has a lot of baking in it is a lot of runners have particular dietary needs or they're gluten-free or they can't have grains or you know, they can't have almond flour. There's so many allergies in the running community. So that's why we wanted to have so many different muffins. So there's basically a muffin for everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, So we definitely don't expect people to stock all those flours because a lot of them are interchangeable. So if, if you buy almond flour and oat and fresh oats and you grind your oats into oat flour, you can probably make like, you know, 90% of the muffins in the book without having to buy all the other flours. But we do give those other options for people who maybe are, falling, you know, a, or who have allergies and can't eat certain, certain ways. So, mm-hmm. so helpful, mm-hmm. but yeah, for oats, um, rolled oats are an incredible, incredible food for athletes and you can buy gluten-free oats for people who need that. Um, they're inexpensive and you can easily make oat flour just by taking a bag of rolled oats, um, dumping it into a high-speed blender and just pulsing it until it's finely ground into a flour. You want to like really, really grind it up until it has the consistency of a flour. Okay. I've always wondered about that. Mm-hmm. My dog is giving me the saddest look. He wants to come back in and he's whining at the door. Oh, <laughs> I put mine outside. Cause I, he would do the same thing to me. Yeah, so normally he, he's not getting enough exercise this week since my husband's not here. Oh no. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, all right. So the thing in, so we got the muffins that you all are totally known for. And the other thing you all are known for are the amazing smoothie recipes, including the incredibly popular can't beat me smoothie, which you now unveil a third variation of in this book. So in your estimation, at least what are the key components of a nutritious, healthy, and tasty smoothie? Because, you know, you can put a lot of things into a blender, but it doesn't mean that it comes out as something you want to drink. It has to taste good. That's like mm-hmm. my number one priority. You're not going to mm-hmm. consistently make it or drink it if it's not good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, to make a balanced smoothie, I always want to have fruit in there, veggies in there, some kind of vegetable in there, um, a fat, like mm-hmm. a nut butter, um, or like whole milk yogurt and something with protein. I'm okay. not big on protein powders. A lot of protein powders can be pretty hard to digest. And there's a lot of studies that show that our body doesn't even absorb a lot of these really processed protein powders. Mm-hmm. So I prefer to get my protein in my smoothie from whole foods, like 
um, hemp seeds are amazing. Pumpkin seeds are really high in protein. And then you also get all the minerals in there and all the good fat. I love it that you say that because I always feel guilty not adding protein powder to my kids' smoothies. And now I'm not going to, cause I just add whole milk or yogurt. And I feel like that that's a better option than something that's mm-hmm. highly processed. So now you just made me feel bad about the smoothies. Thank you. <laughs> I've been on a kick of pumpkin seeds. My kids can't tell when I put them in there, they don't add any flavor and yeah. I'm pumpkin seeds are just amazing. Super high in minerals and, and protein. Okay. In fact, yeah. I mean, I love- not to my cart. I love, I love pepitas. I think they're yes. so tasty. Yeah. 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 And you're talking about ones that you, um, I mean, I guess you could, you, could you use the ones from a jack-o'-lantern, but no, I, I mean, no, I, no. yeah, yeah. They're the small green yeah, ones that are I, in yeah, the bulk I, food I, aisle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know what, yeah, there's different names for them. Pepitas. Um, at Costco, I found sprouted, like yes. lightly salted mm-hmm. pumpkin seeds in the snack section. And they're amazing. You yeah. can just like stack on them. Cause they're slightly salty. Yeah, those. Yeah, I just um, got pepitas at Whole Foods this uh, on Monday, I guess, and uh, they were right next to each other. The green ones that I use for baking, and then the sprouted, slightly salted ones. So you wouldn't want to confuse yeah. the two, because um, um, I, I mean, I'll sometimes toast them and put them on top of a salad, but um, right. the green ones. But otherwise, yeah, yeah. Um, speaking of like a savory sweet versus savory, I feel like it's the age old breakfast or brunch dilemma. We know that you like savory um, muffins, but your book includes a lot of yummy savory breakfast dishes, which I love savory as well. But do you find that those are harder to sell to Americans who traditionally really eat like, you know, pancakes and waffles with syrup and lots of fruits and things that are a little bit sweeter? Um, Whereas other cultures, I do think tend to eat savory options. Has it been, have you seen that as a challenge or not? Or have people adopted the savory um, breakfasts that you guys are having your cookbooks? Um, Yeah, I think most runners after a hard sweat session, you lose a lot of sodium and crave that salt. So Mm -hmm. um, I think for runners, they crave the savory breakfast. And if you can put a a little bit of bacon in there or some breakfast sausage in there, it's easy (laughs) to sell it to anyone. That's true. Bacon (laughs) always does. Oh, I love, and we have vegan, a lot of vegetarian and vegan options in this book. I'm obsessed with the tempeh breakfast sausage. Mm -hmm. It's so good. Like even people who don't eat vegetarian food are going to love it. Mm -hmm. Um, and then my kids are obsessed with the make ahead breakfast sausage. Um, and it's got a little bit of maple syrup in there. So they're slightly sweet, but mostly savory tons of spices. Mm -hmm. And I love, I, we actually eat those more frequently for dinner. I keep them stashed in my freezer. And that way, like on nights when I'm serving fish, which is totally unacceptable to my kids, I can just pull one out of the (laughs) freezer (laughs) and pop it in the skillet and that'll be their protein with their dinner. Um, they'll have like the side dishes that we're having, but at least I give them like a good protein option and it's made with um, turkey, like ground turkey and ground pork combination. And they're kind of a hassle to make up front, but then you have, you know, like 20 of these like sausage patties in your freezer that are easy to grab and go. Yeah. Hmm. So, so I have to ask, do you have two freezers? Do you have one huge one? <laughs> I have two, one Very in the garage. Uh-huh. Very good. We have two freezers too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so cauliflower, I found to be the surprise appearance in, in the cookbook. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. It's the, it's the actor that makes several startling guest appearances in the new book, like in the smoothie bowl and then that banana bread variation. So how did cauliflower capture your imagination as you're putting together the recipes for the book? Well, so my kids actually, they call it smoothie ice cream 
it, <laughs> it really is amazing. Like if you take cauliflower and you steam it and you, um, freeze it and you add it to smoothies, it really thickens it and makes it like the cons- really creamy and the consistency of ice cream and you don't taste it at all. Mm-hmm. And I have a four-year-old boy who like literally doesn't eat vegetables unless they're sneaky inside stuff. Like he likes carrots and sweet potato. He likes orange vegetables, but uh-huh. anything like green or like cauliflower, he will not touch. So I've gotten creative with like sneaking new vegetables into smoothies and smoothie bowls. Um, so I had started with that and my kids love it. And I realized I could use, you know, cauliflowers appearing everywhere, like in cauliflower pizza. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I haven't tried a lot of these, but you can see like, you can find riced cauliflower mm-hmm. in freezer sections at grocery stores. Mm-hmm. So it just seemed to be something that is super popular right now. Mm-hmm. And I experimented with adding it to banana bread. And when it comes out of the oven, it smells like cauliflower, but you can't, once it cools, <laughs> like you can't. It. And I, I know like a true test because my four-year-old can detect everything and he goes nuts. For that <laughs> so if he, if I can sneak it past him, then I know that it's a good, a winning recipe. <laughs> he's your tester. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Just have to bake it while he's out of the house so that it's right. cool by the time he gets home. Uh, yeah. And a lot of these, like, I don't recommend eating cauliflower before a run. These are, a lot of these are like cauliflower is really high in fiber. That's something you want to eat after a run. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we love cauliflower in our house, riced, like roasted every, I've never tried cauliflower pizza, but have you ever seen that meme where it says, has anyone ever asked cauliflower if they want to be all these things? <laughs> it's, it's pretty funny. Cause it really it truly to me. I, I, will. <laughs> I will. I mean, it's just, it's reappeared as so many different things. I cracked up when I saw that cause we are obsessed with it, but you can, you can dress it up a lot of different ways for sure. Oh my goodness. So tell us your plans for New York. You know, do you have a book event? What's your uh, game day, your race day plan? Yeah. I mean, I wish that we were really hoping to do a big book event in New York, but it's been, we've gotten like, it's pretty strict around events and things. So, um, we're going to do like a secret appearance at some of the shops mm-hmm. that are selling our book and sell and sign a bunch of copies and then let people know they're around. Mm-hmm. Well, that's um, fun. So people can go pick up an autographed copy of the book, but we weren't able to pull off like a big event, like a 300 person event, like we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got some media stuff and some appearances and things. And then just the big, the big event is I'm running my very first marathon ever. And <gasps> Mm, I'm going to be starting the race with Shalane. So hopefully I don't have a panic attack at the starting line. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. Wow. That's really exciting. That's really exciting. It's it's super special. Um, It feels like a full circle moment. We've been friends for 21 years. We both turned 40 this year. Mm. I kept saying like, I'm just going to wait and run my first marathon to celebrate turning 40. So I kind of kept putting it off and then this moment came where she's like, okay, you got to run New York with me. And I was like, wait, what? That's not what I was thinking of doing for my first marathon, but yeah, it's too good to be true. I was in New York when Shalane ran her very first marathon and now to like go back to New York, um, like gosh, over 10 years later and start the race together is like a huge honor for me. Um, and for this to be her last marathon of her six project eclipse, um, it's a really big celebration. 
Yeah. Oh, that's going to be so special. That is one of the coolest things I've heard. I mean, to, to be able to run New York as your first marathon, which I used to live in New York. So I love that city. And then also to be able to do it with, you know, your close friend and this, um, superstar is, is pretty amazing. You'll, (laughs) you'll never forget that. That's awesome. It'll be a distant blur after like (laughs) 10 seconds after we start, but (laughs) just starting together, it will be awesome. And we're wearing like a matching uniform. So it's pretty special. Love it. Very nice. Very nice. Well, we'll be thinking of you on that first Sunday in November and have a great race. Thank you. Best of luck. All right. Do we both, Katie, do we both um, play hooky for a little bit and go bake for a little while? Seriously. I mean, I don't know if I want to do a muffin first or the banana bread. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I know I'm starving. I can, I can tell you that after that conversation. <laughs> exactly. Good we, didn't, good. we didn't drool on the microphones. Exactly. <laughs> well, I alluded to our Hilton head retreat in the intro when I talked about the women run race and um, due to a few circumstances, we actually have a few spots that just opened up. So I know that because it had sold out and there were a lot of disappointed ladies who couldn't join us um, February 25th to 28th on Hilton Head Island, which is beautiful. It is a, the island is shaped like a running shoe. Um, Our hotel is right on the beach. It's, uh, oh my goodness, just looking out at the Atlantic Ocean. So dreamy, great group of women uh, presenters. um, Coach Liz and Jen are going to be there. Um, it's going to be epic. Oh, there's fire pits to sit by. There's a pool. It's awesome. Awesome. Um, just a quaint town too. It's adorable. It is. It is. There's a coffee shop that everybody enjoyed last time. So anyway, so if you want to be a part of our Hilton Head Island retreat in February, do not delay because I know there's only two spots left. I know they're going to fill up fast. Uh, head to anothermotherrunner.com and click on events and you can register there. You can also click on the store link and get that shirt that says um, the feet start, the heart finishes. It's red that I wore in the race. So lots of good stuff over there at anothermotherrunner.com. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles. 